0: Uh, Hello, my name is Martin Wiegand from Chevy Chase, Maryland. On behalf of the assembled shareholders, we appreciate you and the Berkshire staff hosting this weekend and would like to thank you for building this community of shareholders. Martin, Um, thank you. I I, I should point out that I dated Martin's aunt, but she only went out with me once, but maybe you could explain that, Martin. (laughs) Uh, New board member Bill Gates has been talking about education reform in America. And columnist George will quoted you in an article about Patrick burns's efforts to reform education in America. Could you share with us some of your thoughts about these two efforts or your efforts to reform education? Thank you Well, interestingly enough, we just dedicated a, a school here in Omaha yesterday, um, which is named after my aunt Alice, who uh, taught at the Omaha public schools and uh, uh, we I think we've maintained quite a an excellent public school system in Omaha, we also have an outstanding parochial school system here. you know it takes the interests of parents and frankly, it takes the interest of of uh, the well to do uh, in the school system to keep a first class school system i I've, I've said that to some extent a public a good public school system is a lot like virginity. It can be preserved but not restored you know and and uh, uh, in Omaha, we've preserved it. But you preserve it by having the parents interested and, 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 and involved in the, uh, in the public school system. And Patrick's got an ingenious idea to make sure that more of the money goes to teaching uh, and less to administration and, and, and uh, overhead. Uh, there's, a, there's a variety of ideas around — about how to correct a system where it's broken and Charlie, as is, is a big Ben Franklin enthusiast, has always said that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, and I think we've been spending that ounce of prevention or providing it here in Omaha. I think it's — a you know, Charlie will have a lot more to say on this. I, I admire the fact that people like Patrick and Bill Gates and a lot of other people — John Walton and, and uh, uh, Teddy Forsman, all kinds of people um, — Bob Wilmers up in, in Buffalo uh are attacking the problem it it's uh it's it's probably the next to the nuclear chemical and biological problem i mean it's it's the number one problem of the of the country is 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 making sure that the educational system uh, is the best in the world we 've got the resources and and we 're not providing it uh, we 're not delivering it so it 's uh, it's 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 very complicated when you operate through thousands and thousands of school districts and you work with many many unions uh, and you've had to a great extent in many areas the rich opt out of a system and set up a separate system. You know I am not as concerned about the public golf courses in Omaha as I might be if I played them every day instead of playing at a country club. And if you if you have a a two-tier school system, one for the rich and one for the poor, it's going to be hard to pass bond issues that benefit uh, the people that don't have the money to send their kids to to private schools. I'm a big believer in the public school system, though, in terms of uh, equality of opportunity in this country. And, uh, <laughs> Charlie's thought about education. He's actually come close to running a school, cares about it enormously, so I'll turn it over to him.
1: I learned something rather interesting about Omaha Public Schools on my way to this meeting. I stopped to sign some books in a warehouse in South Omaha, and one of the very nice people in the warehouse was married to an eighth-grade teacher in the Omaha Public Schools. And we got to talking about No Child Left Behind, and he said his wife, this eighth-grade teacher, had a very interesting system for the numerous children who couldn't read, She records books on tape, speaking slowly in her own voice, and when some children are reading the books, other children are listening to the tapes, and that way the children who listen to the tapes are not left out when they ask questions about what went on in the books. Well, this is no child left behind in a sense, but it's also failure in in a sense. And I think it's very hard for a civilization to fix the situation once somebody is in the eighth grade and can't read, so I think there's a lot of failure, even in relatively advantaged places like Omaha, and it's very serious failure. We never should have allowed it to happen.
0: Yeah, my friend Bill Ruane, who is here, uh, I believe he's here, is doing something extraordinary in in terms of uh, a program he has teaching kids to read. In fact. I, Journalists are here. <clears throat> should seek out Bill and 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 learn something about the story of what he's done in the last 10 years in terms of of moving reading abilities and the, and kids' enthusiasm for reading, which is more important because it's. Uh, you know, I talked about our managers, and the important thing is that they have a passion for their business. Well, passion for reading can be developed, and Bill has is, is showing that in 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 programs that he I think he first started them in Harlem. He sort of adopted a block up there and, 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 and went from there, and uh, uh, he would be a very interesting fellow to get some views from on this subject. Uh, uh, you know, we've had this great success story in this country, and a lot of it has become — is because the people have had something closer to equality of opportunity in the United States than they've had in most parts of the world. And you do not have equality of opportunity when my kids get to go to some school where I can attract outstanding teachers and where they're in the company of other kids that are also motivated and they're getting encouraged at home and all sorts of other things, and somebody else who is born into a less advantageous family uh, really doesn't have a chance. They go into something that's close maybe to an armed camp and where the teachers are just sort of pushing them through. And there's no stimulus from the other kids except to do things that, that are counter to the interests of society. And that just isn't a situation that, that uh, uh, really should be allowed to exist in a country where the GDP is almost forty thousand dollars per capita. Let's go on to number twelve. Oh, incidentally, I have to make one up. It was mentioned about Bill Gates being a director, and I did. I got a little survey here that came out Pricewaterhouse and the Financial Times cooperate on the survey, and and they. They asked CEOs around the world to — if they could pick anybody to choose from history or today to join their company's board, who would they choose? And I'm happy to report that Bill came in number two. And actually, number three was Winston Churchill. Uh, uh, Carlos Ghosn came in fourth. Jesus Christ came in fifth. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte was sixth. And I won't give you the rest of the list. um, Who was one? Well, one was Jack Welch. I knew you'd ask. (laughs) Uh, But we didn't ask Jack. We asked Bill. Uh, uh, So, actually, I thought this was quite an interesting list because I think many of the CEOs of the world would prefer people that are dead to be on their board.